My name is Joelle. And my name is Pinky. And welcome to our podcast, You Know What? We love you, Josh. And we miss you. Hi, Pinky. So nice of you to join us this week. Yes. Hi, Joelle. <laughs> I am so happy to have you back on the podcast. I love to be here. Yeah, if only, um, you know, it's if only someone else was here with us, someone is missing. Someone is missing. Mm. I wonder who. <laughs> who is that? Who is that? Uh, so I know, I know last week we said that um it was our last episode before we went on summer break. But um I suggested to Josh that we do an episode this week, like a surprise yeah. for our listeners. Yeah. But he has a very busy schedule. Okay, honey, I have not, like, he don't call me anymore. Like, it's it's rough. Like, trying to it's read it. He's very busy. Yeah. Mm. He actually doesn't know that we're recording this episode behind his back. <laughs> but but it's, it's okay. He's, he's going to get yeah, so it's going to be a surprise for, you know, Josh and for the listeners. So surprise, everyone. Surprise. Oh, my phone dropping now. Mm. Okay, so um, <clears throat> let's get into our first segment, get it off your chest in 30 seconds or less. Thank you. Take it away. Okay, I had my evaluations for work, like my year-end assessments. Yeah, um, you, you guys follow a different calendar. Yeah, we we on a so our fiscal year and the okay. 31st. Got it. Okay, makes sense. So I had my year and assessments, and I had to get it off my chest in the meeting, which What's was that? I feel very unappreciated. Mm-hmm. For all of my hard work, no one says thank you. Mm-hmm. So now I would like more money. <laughs> all I have to say is that I just hate that when you bust your ass all year and no one says thank you. But did you get more money, which is more important? Well, not yet. Well, they're in the process of going through like evaluations and... It basically this is the start of the process. Okay. And does it seem likely that you will? Oh yeah. I have to. Or I will walk out the door. Okay, good, good. I mean, yes. me personally, I don't care if they say thanks. I just want the money. Show me. See? Okay, we opposite because I mean I want I mean, don't get me wrong, I need to be paid well, right? Yeah, of course. But I I appreciate the thank you more. Like, if I get a thank you, I wouldn't really care about the money. Like, if I'm just happy to be working, you know? Yeah, I get it. But, I mean, they just, I need, like, at least a 10%. 10 to... Yeah. 10 to 15% raise. Yeah. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Because, I mean, in- inflation is... Killing. Oh, honey. I spent $70 to fill up my tank yesterday and I I was that's the most money I ever spent on gas. Well, I don't drive because I live in New York. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but no, the prices of food, that's what I want to get off my chest. The price of food <laughs> it is ridiculous. I I spent, 
at some point I'm probably gonna have to skip a meal because I don't know how we're gonna keep up with these um these I would, prices. I I feel like it hasn't really hit me with the food prices yet because my husband's been gone for like four months now. Okay, okay. So I'm only feeding myself. Got it. But it's gonna hit you soon, trust. <laughs> but um, what state do you live in? Montana. That's Montana. also another reason why it hasn't really hit me because I live in a bubble. Okay, got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to introduce a new segment. You know, we have a new a new host. So we're doing yes. a bit differently <laughs> here today. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we're gonna talk about some hot topics. Okay. The first okay. hot topic is saucy Santana. Santana. Uh, yeah. Yes. So Saucy has been riding a wave recently. You know, he got mm-hmm. signed to a record label. He's been doing his thing. Um, <laughs> but you know that the, the past always comes back to haunt you. Oh boy. So when Saucy was very young, I feel like maybe he was 20 or 21, he would have um tweeted some things about Beyonce and about Blue Ivy. So I think he may have made fun of you, what could you possibly say that's like so bad about Beyonce and Blue Ivy? Okay, so I don't know the tweets, but from what I understand, and I could be okay. wrong, I think he made fun of Blue Ivy's hair or he made a comment about Blue Ivy. And then the other thing is that um, somebody posted a picture of Beyonce's pregnancy glow and he said something about she looks dry to me. And so now Beyonce's fans, you know, they can be very... Uh, uh, oh, the eyes. Yes. yes. Yeah, they can be very uh, overzealous. Yes. Um, you know, they brought this to light and Saucy Santana said <clears throat> that... Essentially, he said that, look, I'm not going to be bullied into apologizing for childish and mean tweets that I made when I was very young. And he's he just, you know, he's not going to apologize for it. What do you think of that? Honestly, I kind of... I agree with him because it's almost like, like I said, I don't think it could be something so bad if you tweeted about like hair or like, like Beyonce's photo was too dry. Like, yeah, yeah. Things like that is so like, it's so small. It's so petty. Like, why would someone's career be Mm -hmm. like, like a tweet like that, yeah. I don't think that's warranted for like his career to be shot down. You know, I um I actually agree with you. Um, so where, where Blue Ivy is concerned, I feel two ways about it. One, I feel like in some ways children are off limits, but then in the other in the other way, I feel about it is that when you are a public person, if you're a politician or a superstar, an athlete, whatever, you and your family, do you guys really have any kind of privacy? So I think that once you're in the public eye, people are yeah. gonna make people are gonna make comments about it, right? right. right. Um, so I feel two ways about it. But but Beyonce specifically, I just like not everyone has to like Beyonce. I think she's talented. Exactly. I, think she's great. I think she's amazing. But if Saucy said that she looked dry, and that's his opinion, that's his opinion, and he's entitled to it. And I think her fans need to back off and just relax. See, here's my other thing too. It, I, 
I agree with all you said, but I kind of feel like it depends on the tweet as well. You know, it's not like he was, he's just giving opinion on looks. Yeah. And it's not like something like he was attacking their character, like something really yeah. like that could cause defamation. You know, it wasn't like. Yeah, yeah. So bad. Yeah. So and to extent, like it depends on the tweet, you know. Agreed. And he was he was so young at the time as well. And then the last thing I'll say on this before I move on is that um, I feel like it's a bit of a double standard because yeah. a lot of people used to talk shit about um, Blue Ivy when she was born. People used to talk a lot of shit about her. Talk about how... Like Izzy. Honey. Izzy, exactly. People used to say a lot of things about her. Um, and then we lived in a different climate as well. And so, you know, what was okay 10 years ago isn't okay now no yeah so, yeah i think i think we just need to be sorted alone yeah i think so too especially for something so stupid but yeah, yeah. yeah. i guess it. so let's move on to tennis something you and i both love <laughs> the french open just concluded and yeah. um amelie Moresmo, who was the tournament director for this year's uh french open Mm-hmm. She got into some hot water with the player, the female players. Okay. And, um, she made a comment. I don't remember the comment verbatim, but she said something to the effect of, I would like to first of all, let me just apologize, guys. There is some noise going on in the background. I think they're doing some work on the apartment next to mine. I, I would hope it's work. <laughs> I would hope it's work too. Either it's work or it's work. Either way, it works. Work or work. <laughs> so yeah, back to the French Open. Um, yeah. So Moresmo said something to the effect of the reason why they didn't schedule night matches for women or as many night matches for women um oh gosh i don't really want to misquote her you know but she was saying something to the effect that it's not as entertaining as the men's matches now how do you feel about that oh that's a hard like let me give it a little more context she wasn't talking about women's tennis in general she was talking about this specific group of 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 women that are playing this specific tournament oh okay (laughs) okay i i'm kind of torn a little bit okay because I'm a businesswoman, right? So from a and your your tennis player as well. As well. The tennis scholarship. I'm both. So yeah. Because from a business perspective and like views, and if she's a tournament, which I don't know what the tournament director entails, right? Like maybe she's doing the schedule and all of that. Yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I'm torn because on the business side, I totally kind of get what she's saying mm-hmm. because. I'm going to be honest, I kind of lacked on the French Open this year. Like, I, especially the females. Yeah. And it's weird because I usually watch only the females. So, but I think she, like, from her perspective and business-wise, like, the players that were in it were kind of, like, not, I mean, they were well-known, but not as, like, Serena they, I think I think what you're trying to say is that they were known to people who are in the tennis world, but outside of tennis, right. they're not, they're not right. bigger than the sport. Like Serena, right. over and, and stuff. Like if that's you know part of like her job and like increasing that, like I could see why she would not put them 
you know, in the night. Because the night is the big time. It's the, you know, prime time, right? Yeah. So I get that from a business side. But from a tennis player side, I just, that's so unfair. Like, that's so unfair. Because... I'm thinking like, how else would I get my time to shine if I don't get night matches, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know, I'm torn. Okay, so I, before I answer, I want to acknowledge my male privilege here. So there's some things as a man that I may not be able to, this is really loud, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry about the noise. Yeah, there's some things about, there's some things as a man I probably will not understand. Okay. But here's how I feel. Uh, mm-hmm. It really boils down to money. Because whether yes. it's the French Open, the US Open, whatever, they have to make their money back. And one of the ways, two of the ways they do that is one, through ticket sales, yep. and two, through advertising. Right. Now, honestly, I think since Serena, Maria Sharapova, Venus Williams, those since they're no longer actively playing tennis Mm -hmm. there has been a gaping hole in women's tennis i I feel like the one savior that the sport was hoping to have was naomi osaka and she's not even playing she's skipping tournaments a lot yep and so if you look at like whenever maria and serena were playing a match sold out oh at any day yeah, I feel like I feel like Maria Serena was on par with like let's say Roger Rafa. So yeah. I don't think it's a matter of women versus men. I think it's a matter of right. money. And money. the unfortunate thing is that uh, women's tennis currently does not have a superstar that transcends the sport. Yeah, yeah. I mean Osaka is getting there, but. <sighs> Osaka it, is there, but but the thing it, is, about it, she yeah. doesn't have a rival. There's no, there's no heat. There's not, there's oh, not. Yeah, and all the other players aren't consistent enough. Consistent actually, enough. you know, the, the one person that's consistent is Iga Swiatek, but but nobody knows her. Yeah, like that, because I don't. I mean, I don't really know her like that. You know. Yeah. But okay, so our yeah. last, our last hot topic, which kind of ties into today's um topic is Lil Nas X. He was not nominated by BET for an that, award this year. Is he? Like yes. and he's calling he's calling them out for homophobia. Now bear in mind that he had been nominated for awards previously. Before. Yeah, but didn't win. But he's saying that um you know like they won't they won't fuck with him as a gay black man, but they'll fuck with Jack Harlow, who he collaborated with, oh. and who is white. So what is your take on that? Huh. Interesting. Um wait, so is it that he got nominated before because of the song he did with Jack Harlow? Is that what no, you he saying? got nominated in 2018 when he first came out for best new artist? But oh, okay. This but year, twenty twenty two, did not get any nominations. But I mean, this this year, his album is fire. It is fire. I, I personally don't like it, but I say it's fire because I look at he was nominated by the Grammys. What he yeah. did on the charts, like I, I just find it interesting that this year he wasn't nominated, and I feel like he's bigger this year than when he first came out. Oh, a hundred percent. 
you know, so just for me. And then, so they nominated Jack Harlow. Yeah, and, and, and Lil Nas X is not having it. So do you think it's homophobia or do you just think it's something else? I, I mean, at this point, I guess that's the only thing I could think that would be the issue because it's BET, it's Black entertainment. So it can't be that he's, he's Black. And I mean, I guess, and his music, like you said, like his music is, like it has, it Everywhere. has to be like it there's no like real reason you know outside of that yeah I don't know I found it interesting and I was looking at a tweet and someone was saying that um you know they agree with Lil Nas X because look at RuPaul he won like 11 12 Emmys but he's never even been nominated by BET oh okay be fierce to BET I do not know that that BET has a category for reality TV. I don't know oh, for okay. fact. So maybe that's why RuPaul hasn't been nominated. But okay. what was interesting to me is in that that um that conversation online, someone said that um, you know, the reason why RuPaul hasn't been nominated is because people in the black diaspora don't necessarily watch RuPaul's drag race. And I was just like, you see, that is the issue I have as a black gay man, is because <laughs> it's almost as if a big part of the black community is black gays. How could you say that blacks don't watch RuPaul's Drag Race when you have a huge population of black gay men? And then beyond that, um, yeah. the ball scene yes. was created by black gays in Harlem. Yeah. So we're actually celebrating our culture. So sometimes I feel like there's no room for us in the culture. Yeah. Um, when I it's very disheartening. But I, I guess for as far as like BET and Lil Nas X, I mean, that is the only thing I could see. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to be like, oh yeah, definitely it's because he's gay. But I mean, his music is so big that there's no real reason not to nominate him, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Kind of weird. So this brings us to our main topic, which is being an ally. Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just <clears throat> doing a check <clears throat> here. My first question to you is, are you strictly dickly? Oh, I am strictly dickly. <laughs> but I would say, I would say the one person, and I always say this, I, well, if I was a lesbian, you know, we always have it. Tiana Taylor. I just, I am just attracted to her. I get what you mean. I get what you mean because, um, like it for me. I am very attracted to Rihanna. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. But I don't necessarily want to have sex with her. That makes no. sense. And, I, and I am attracted. Like I know people always like, like me and my husband, we make jokes because um, like I'm attracted to women. We yes. all are like yeah. You know, like someone would look attractive, you'd be like, oh wow, she looked really good. Yeah. But not yeah. way, you know. So the reason I asked if you're strictly dickly is because I just wanted to make sure that you're not bisexual in any way and that you I, are you are an ally in the true sense of the word, meaning that you're not LGBT. I have a journey. I'm sorry. I do have a journey for this. Like I have a story. Okay, well, you know what? Let's start there. Might okay. Be... <clears throat> Let's 
because I you brought up this topic and I was like, oh wow, yeah, I have a lot to say. About this. Okay. So okay, so you know, I'm from St. Vincent, right? Yes. We grew up in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. uh Caribbean mentality. Let's just say that, right? So growing up, you know, we have vibes cartels singing all these songs like Bon Batiman, you know, like mm -hmm. I I grew up literally just thinking like that's not okay. Yeah. Like is by anything homosexual, you know? Mm -hmm. So and I honestly I I wouldn't really say I was necessarily against it. It was just like what I knew growing up, you know? Yeah. And so when I got to college, my freshman, my freshman well, year. Let's, let's clarify here. You, you, your college, your undergraduate was in the United States, in Maryland. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, sorry. Not in St. Vincent. Okay. I left St. Vincent and moved to Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Yes. And. That so since then I've been living in the states, right? Mm -hmm. So I got to freshman year. I got to college, university in Virginia, and that's where I met my husband, right? <laughs> this year's ten years. Oh, um, congratulations! Thank you thank you. Wait, um, the audacity! The audacity of a straight couple to celebrate ten years during Pride Month. <laughs> Hold on, wait. I'm so uh, but it's actually not in June. It's okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Um. So actually, he is the one that made me become like more open-minded. Okay. So wait. Before you go on, what? Where's he from? So funny. We'll say Jamaica. If you say Jamaica, I will fade. No, no. Oh, okay. no. No, <laughs> okay. no, no shade to Jamaicans, you know? Okay. And, yeah. He is actually an American from Florida. Got it. Okay. Okay. But he, he grew up, his grandparents are Trinidadian. Ah, so he's, he's a West Indian. Yes. He's he said fully okay, American, although he likes to claim that he's Trinidad. I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah. You're not Caribbean. Okay. But he he likes to think he is okay. Um. So yeah, he is American from okay. Florida. Um, and he's the one. I remember one day we were sitting and he asked me a question. He's like, "Hey, so," because he said something about. Okay, so my husband he said something about like, it's always unfair that women go to the club and we get free drinks because we look good. You know, so he's like, he needs to go to a gay club so he could just get free drinks. <laughs> so, and then I was so baffled by that statement. Like I went home, I had a headache. I was like, why does he want to go to, why did he make that statement? Like, why does he want to go to a gay club? Like, why is he okay with going to a gay club? Right? Like I, I was spinning my wheels. Like it was like, cause I never experienced this in the Caribbean. Right? Mm -hmm. and and this was also like 2010 so just to clarify that was like 12 years ago yeah so um and then he said so I asked him I came out the next day and I was like 
like why are you okay with that like you okay with like gays or whatever like homosexual and he's like why am I not okay with it right like and then he's like he asked me a question he's like so I have a question what if our kids come home one day and say they're gay and I had to like I couldn't answer that question then right like it was literally like a couple weeks like I was you had like I was actually going through it like I was in my head every day at work I was thinking about it I was like like this like how were you thinking that is he secretly gay or is he gonna be I thought that that was my first first thing which Mm -hmm. to clarify he is not at all Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. by no means but I like I just thought that that was my first thing I was like oh my gosh he has he has to be gay like he has to be gay like how is he okay with it you know yeah and it took me a while to get over that part that like me thinking that he was like secretly gay <laughs> like, it was now that I look back at it it was so it's so stupid how like I mean like we were trained like what we were trained to think yeah I want to you know? I want to come back to what we were trained to think but I'm very and first of all let me say thank you for sharing this story Oh this, yeah, yeah. This is not how I thought the conversation was going to oh. go. This is so much better. <laughs> this is actually when you said that, I was like, "Oh my gosh, yes, I have a story for this." Yeah. Um. And then the other thing I want to say is what I wanted to ask is how were you able to go from change. questioning him to yeah, like what what about the change? Yeah. I think it was just like over time because. And it took me some time to actually like, like question myself, like why I was not okay with like somebody being gay. Like if that was really like a problem, you know, I, I feel like it was just like over time. And I, I feel like I did question him a few times. Like, Hey, like, so like, are you gay? I actually did ask him that one time. Why are you gay? Yeah. <laughs> like, you are gay. <laughs> and then he goes, and then he goes, no, why would you think that? And I'd be like, so, and, and then we'd go in circles. Like, why are you okay with this? And then he would explain to me, like, you know, like, that's just who they are. Like, that's not, that has like, why should I not like them for, like, who they are? And, like, he would, like, you know, like, preach to me. And I'd be like, huh, that's interesting. Like, I literally was interested by this whole thing. And then when he asked about my own kids, that's when I was like, okay, I... That is, that. you know, that's a very smart thing that he did because I think what people need to realize with gay people is more often than not you you already know someone gay you yes. already, you already know and love someone gay yes so you have to think about how would i want that person that i already know and love to be treated by others would i want them to be treated in the way that i you know will potentially treat someone else yeah that was pretty pretty smart and what what was crazy is that <laughs> i feel like i knew people back in Simonson that was gay but we just never acknowledge or even 
we just dealt it kind because, of you know it, it, i know what it is because i mean i grew up in Trinidad too like yeah um, you kind of like it was a, a many things it was like don't ask don't tell let's just pretend right. it didn't happen let's just turn a blind eye to it you know um so yeah but that's what i wanted to ask you next like who were the gay people in your life before you met your husband my best like literally i grew up and right now okay okay i have i have stories to tie into stories so I grew up playing tennis, right? And so I had, uh, he didn't live too far away from me. This and, is St. Vincent. Back in St. Vincent. And his parents and my parents are really close. They're best friends. They actually just met up last week in Indiana where he brought his husband. So he's now married. Aww. So, um, but growing up, like all the guys, would always be like, oh, um, I'm just going to give him a fake name. David is gay. David is gay. And I would always be like, no, he's not. Like, no, he's not. Like, I would defend him. But that's also because he never said, right? And looking back, I always knew he was, you know, and he was like one of my best friends. And, but I just always, I feel like, I don't know. I just always defended it. I do know a couple of girls too that were, but lesbian. So in high school, I feel like that was a little bit more open. Yeah. I want to pause for a course here, right? Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, <clears throat> it's always easier <clears throat> for men to accept lesbians yes. than it is for them to accept sure. straight men. And you know why I think that is? I think men straight men are afraid that gay men will do to them what yeah. they do to women which you know? is totally bullshit <laughs> because a gay man isn't just gonna walk up to you and but that's what people think it's so yeah. it's so weird because that's what people think and then the other thing is even if a gay man pays you a compliment or makes a move on you you can just respectfully decline in the same way that women respectfully decline you do that to them so then what is the issue yeah i don't know it's it's a weird thing but i also feel like because male have more like i guess test i don't know why they're more afraid ego. of me. it's ego yeah. that's that- what it is it's ego so the next question I wanted to ask you was, why did you feel the need to protect David, even though you sort of knew in your heart that he was gay? You know, it's it's kind of a, that's like a really good question. Because now that I think about it, I think I did it because I I don't know why I feel like they were sort of threatening him maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the guys that were telling me so they they played for another country and um i don't know i i i i don't know i guess out of instinct it was sort of like saying no he's not gay so that they wouldn't like make a big deal about it and then 
like try to jump him honestly because it was like a group of guys yeah yeah so it was just that this was your friend someone you knew and loved yeah and to you it didn't matter if he was gay or not no no so then is it fair to say that you know um but huh it wasn't it, it was is it fair to say that um it wasn't so much that homosexuality was an issue for you for Correct. you per se but it's just that um you were being taught by culture yes. especially music in the caribbean that yes. this was something that was wrong so you 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 were able to apply that to other people but you couldn't apply that here to someone that you knew yeah yeah it's kind yeah. of it's really weird now that i think about it like it yeah because i in my heart i feel like i always knew he was gay yeah but then i obviously didn't have an issue with it at the time like but i guess just as long as we didn't say that he was gay then i i don't know i don't Mm. know but i still the point is i still loved him regardless yeah and um What's funny is I'm about to branch off a li- for a quick minute. But, sure. So he, that same person, like I said, met up with my parents um, last week, mm-hmm. and my parents were also so you know Caribbean parents were also not open minded. Yeah. Yeah. And so it actually it took them a while. And from, I think they learned it from us, um, especially seeing that when I moved up to the States, I also had a close cousin who um, came out to me mm-hmm. and my parents knew that as well. And they didn't treat him any different or anything, but I think they weren't as open-minded as they are now. Yeah. And what's crazy is this morning, just before you call me, my mom was on the phone with me and she was talking about her trip last week because that same best friend that I had grown up was there. And he was there with his husband and his uncle on his dad's side was there with his husband. Oh, wow. And his uncle on his mom's side was there with his husband. So... It was three gay couples and my parents and like some other couples. And um, my mom was saying to me this morning, she goes, you know, it was really, it was just really nice. Like they're all like genuinely nice people. And I said, so what made you think that them being gay would make them any? <laughs> like, you know, she was saying it and then, she was trying to defend herself. I was just giving her shit, you know? But I was... She was like, no, I didn't mean it like that. And I was like, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. But I think it was, like, her first time being around, like, openly gay couples. Yeah. And I guess for her, it just, like... Like, today, she was like, yeah, I don't know why I was never, like, okay with it or, you know... Um, you know, they're just like normal people, and I was like, yeah, they, they, they are normal people. <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah. know. 
Um, but no, it was just funny to see my mom, um, like be fully open-minded and my parents, both of them actually, but that's a, that's a really sweet story. Yeah. Uh, I'm really glad you shared it with us. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, my next question is, you know, as an ally, mm-hmm. how do you, okay, let me, let me put it this way. I think it's easy to be an ally when you're around your gay friends but uh-huh. how are you an ally when there's no gay person in the room and then you know um you're in a situation where straight people are using gay slurs or talking shit about gay people how how you know how do you stand up for gays in a situation like that i guess well um i'm i'm trying to think i don't think i've been in a position where like people were straight up like bashing gay people okay um but i know i've had to tell a couple people like i i just don't understand like like for you to hate the person like you don't know this person as a person Mm -hmm. so i i think number one like it's just stupid because you don't even know the person right and then on top of that, it's like, I being gay, it, it just has nothing to do with anyone else. Like, because it's more about, like, your sexual, and correct, just correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm just like, what does that have to really do with you? Like, what, who they love, or like, what they do in the bedroom like I yeah don't, it's, I don't it's really just it's really just fear and the fear comes from lack of exposure like your yeah. parents you know um not that they were like uh stoning gay people but no, they, no, they, right. they weren't they were not open-minded right. but you know just the exposure being able to spend time with, with um the gay couples it made them realize that yo like we like the same things right like what's the issue yeah what's no? the difference we want the same thing so yeah yeah that's that's really where it comes from yeah and i just feel like people just don't i i don't know what where the fear comes from honestly and i know it comes from a lot of like just upbringing and just fear from i think i think for us as caribbean people it comes from religion but i think more so more than anything else i think it really comes from our music um, yeah. particularly like uh, dance hall and reggae. Yeah. Because my God, I can tell you going to school in Trinidad, like, yeah, when specific songs come on when I'm in a taxi or or you know around people. Yeah. Um, if if a specific song would come on the radio, I would just be like hoping that nobody was looking in my direction. Yeah, that's uh, just because I knew I was I was the subject of that song. I knew that. That's so that's so bad. I can't imagine like yeah, I just can't imagine going through that. So the most important question, uh, where does Josh fit into this journey for you? And I'm happy that he's not here to defend himself. You know what's crazy? I actually (laughs) picked I actually picked this poem with Josh the other day because Josh never Okay, so I met Josh my freshman year as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, I did the same thing for Josh, like I did with David. Yeah. Um, I 
because actually my my mom was one of the people that asked me she's like oh he gay and mm -hmm. i said no because again it's like i knew it but like i was never like told you know i i don't know like i you just I have the like discussion i feel that's something that you need to like tell me if that's what like if i need to say yes to that you know yeah yeah so i actually and then I, there were a couple of people too that were like that asked me and i would just be like no like i would get really defensive about it and we graduated and i i did not know like josh has never said to me i mean i knew but at that point like i at that point which was like Oh my gosh, which was like six years ago. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I knew at that point, like, obviously he's gay, right? Yeah. yeah. But and we were very close, but he just still never said anything to me. Which again, Wait, why? To why this he... day, to this day. No, 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 not to this day. Okay, I was just no. about to say we need to have an episode where he comes out to you. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then I thought about it. Like, do. Do you guys feel like you always have to come out? Like, is that because, like, why is that a thing? You know, like that is a that is he, a very good question. Why did he and... have to tell me that? Oh, I'm gay. I sleep with guys. Oh, I love guys. Like, why? You know, that's a great question. And so I'm out now. Had you asked me that question right. before I came out, I would probably have a different answer. Right. But I'll answer from the point of view where where I'm at now. Um. I think, I think in a, I think in an ideal world we will yeah. not have to come out, but we don't right. live in an ideal world, right? Yeah. Um, I think coming out is important because um, it kind of makes the relationship with the people you love stronger. Yeah, and I, right? I get that. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't because when you when you're not out, you're kind of holding a secret, a which piece, is not yes. really a secret because kind of everybody knows, knows. but everybody's just kind of skating around the idea. Right. So like imagine going back home, um, and then family asking you, like, hey, how come you don't have a girlfriend? Like just right. bullshit like that, as opposed to coming out to them and like you know, they're not having that conversation with you anymore, but right. they're having more meaningful conversations. Right. And right. then you can talk to them about specific things. I could remember when I broke up with my first boyfriend, I wasn't out to everyone, just a few people. Yeah, and that was really hard because I kind of had to carry that burden, not by alone, not, not 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 alone, but like you know, there were specific yeah. people I wanted to talk to, but I couldn't. Mm -hmm. You know, um, compared but... to now, where I like I have support, I have a network of people that know what's going on with me, so it's right. It just makes life easier in a sense. So. Yeah, and I I get it. I just I was posing the question as to like it shouldn't be a thing, you it know. It shouldn't be a thing because you shouldn't have to tell me who you sleep with or yeah. like who you sexually attracted to. Like that is, you know, is like your personal business. Yeah. And so Josh actually never told me until, I mean, I heard it through the grapevine from another friend of his that he told, mm -hmm. and. Actually, I only spoke to him about this either this year or last year. I was like, Josh, how come you actually... I mean, all the time, he would just... He would tell me all his, like, stories and stuff. Yes. Um, but I guess 
I actually now I'm thinking about it. I don't know when he started telling me his stories because I maybe I said something and then he thought it was okay. I I don't know if he didn't think it was okay to tell me or what. Mm. We need to ask him those questions. You know what? That would be a great episode. Yes. Yes. Pin in it because that's something powerful you said when you said maybe I said some things because one of my aunts asked me like why I didn't tell her sooner. Yeah. And um, I remember when I was younger, she said she did not want her kids watching SpongeBob because SpongeBob and Patrick were gay. Wait, SpongeBob and <laughs> That's the thing people used to say back then. Oh, I didn't and even so, know that. And so I heard that and I internalized that to mean that she would mm. not be okay with me being gay. See? When, when it was far from the truth. Like, you know, yes. when I told her that she was so hurt that she yeah. would even say that, but like, things that you say you just don't know how it impacts people yeah and i'm actually now that i'm thinking about it i really would like to know the answer to that question because i have been friends with josh since freshman year and we've been like glue so i am now i'm kind of feeling a little hurt well you know what this is why we have this podcast we bring friends closer together We start drama. We start about Josh Landers back. And um, I would love for you to come on the podcast and have that discussion with Josh. Yes. Let's do it. I would love to. (laughs) Because (laughs) now I'm thinking, did I say something that he took out of context? Maybe. Or maybe he was just never ready. Maybe he wasn't. But he's not here to defend himself. That's true. So we're going to stick a pen in it. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to thank you for, you know, taking the time to record today. I really do appreciate it. it yes. It, I had a whole list of questions set for you. I know. But I this took much. No, no. This, this went way better than I thought it would have gone. Um, yeah. Um, you know, it, it was really lovely to see the journey not only in you but in your parents as well yeah yeah um especially you know coming from the caribbean i know how difficult that can be it it was and i just want to end by saying that whenever you and your husband are in new york i am going to pay for his drinks but i I, am not paying for your drinks pay for your fucking drinks (laughs) (laughs) his his drinks are on me (laughs) I will relay that message. You'll be happy to hear that. And actually, I just want to also say that Josh hit on my man so much before. And we had to fight about this. Like he would make jokes. But I'm so glad he's not here to defend himself. But Josh, he's my man. Okay. I've heard that story before. Ah! <laughs> okay. Well, um, you know, it was lovely, um, you know, recording with you today. And yes. Thank you to everyone who's listening. Surprise again. And um, <laughs> we'll be back in the fall or we may be back before. You never know. Stay you tuned. You never know. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Bye.